0: All right, we are live, episode 51. I am actually at the factory right now, so the background might look a little different. The lighting is a little, I mean, it looked bright. I don't know what's going on there, but we're just going to leave that alone. Dylan Seglio Chubby Organics, Fraser Kinsley Hook Logistics, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Dylan, we get right into it. We're talking Sammy's. I don't even know if people say that anymore. I think it's Sammy Jammies because it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you uh, are doing over there at Chubby's. Uh, When did it start? What is the story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I still use Sammy's too, just to let you know that. Uh, So you're definitely not alone on that one. Uh, yeah, so uh, we reimagined the classic PB and J. Really, when you boil it down, um, and we wanted to really focus on like convenience, but also a better for you aspect of it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there, there's a lot of great companies out there that do one or two or three of the different type of ingredients that we kind of have. But we figured there's an opportunity um, to kind of bring them all together. Uh, and so we, we started working on this about a year and a half ago. Um, We were used to be doing digital marketing and uh, my partner and I, and, uh, you know, I think subliminally we thought that there would be an opportunity here. Um, We just didn't really see it coming until it actually kind of showed up in front of us. And I think that was mostly based off of just seeing a lot of reimagination companies kind of sprouting up over the years. Um, And then one thing led to another, you know, we, you know, we looked for ways to ultimately get a product like this into the e-commerce space. Something that, you know, ultimately we could create some customer retention with. Um, something that would be really good to build a brand around um, as well as really again that convenience factor um, so you know our, our target market or our target market is health-conscious shopping moms with active kids um, but that's just really the start I mean obviously this falls into a lot of different categories just being the fact that you know we use full you know real ingredients our macros are rivaling protein bar companies you know uh, we, we really are like an all-encompassing community awesome, you know, protein bars, supplement type company.
0: We're talking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but we're talking a little bit of a, uh, of a difference uh, as far as the offerings. So let's get into that. I've had them. They're very tasty. I could eat them all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference... And as far as the offerings, as far as just a standard uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, why don't you just break that out for those that have never seen it before? Give us the three to four different products that you offer within it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so obviously, there you know, there's trends in different types of nut butters that were you know around, and uh, peanut butter and jelly is like obviously the classic. But we wanted to stand out a little bit. One from our name perspective, obviously Chubby Organics is a little bit out there, and a little against the grain, but um, also with our nut butters too. You know, we, we bed with almond butter, um, hazelnut butter, and then sunflower seed butter, um, and then pair them either with a blueberry or a strawberry jam with whole wheat bread.
0: Where do you make them?
1: Yeah, so that's a really good question. Uh, at first, we were really looking to get into a co-packer. Um, found that there was actually really difficult. I mean, one, we're a specialty product. Um, and then two, you know, we're a small company with, you know, that more or less, you know, bootstrapped ourselves to get to this point. Um, So ultimately, what we decided to do was open up a commissary kitchen or get into a commissary kitchen. um, And we're essentially mass producing these at at a human level. Um, Obviously, you know, that's not our our expectation in terms of scaling this. But that was the best way for us to start and actually prove the concept. Uh, So now we're actually in the process of uh, transitioning into a co-packer.
0: Now, as far as uh, somebody who's visualizing this, you're in a, in a commissary kitchen, a commercial kitchen. Uh, are you standing there with a, a peanut, uh, with, a, with a with a knife? Are you inside of a jar? Are you opening up the 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 bag of bread and throwing it down and and, and actually packing these things? Give us like a little bit of of what that looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's how it started. Uh, at this point, we've definitely put some automation into the mix. We've gotten some. Uh, We've gone a little bit more technical in terms of the way that we actually make them. We did a little bit of 3D printing. I can't get too much into it just because it's a bit of our secret sauce in a sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, like it started out of my kitchen, just hand making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then essentially going to like uh, you know, different like youth soccer tournaments and like handing them out to like parents and kids to get like taste testing and some feedback. And then from there, it was like, all right, like, we'll get into a commissary kitchen to make this legit. Um, and then right, let's figure out how we can ultimately you know, streamline a lot of our processes along the way.
0: Okay, so after the soccer moms, and I had one of those, by the way, um, shout out, mom. Uh, <laughs> we are trying to get this into some sort of distribution. Again, you had a background as far as direct to consumer. We can talk about that shortly. Uh, but give us an idea transitioning from having the product and then getting it on shelf, assuming it's also refrigerated. Um, where was your first go-to when it comes to brick and mortar
1: yeah uh, so we did two different things uh, obviously direct consumer has definitely been a big part of our business right now um, but we, we put ourselves in a uh, um, a farmers market right, literally right across the street from my my apartment as well as my co-founders apartment so it's really easy for us to get there on Saturday mornings um, and then in addition to that I much has just been driving around los angeles and orange county uh walking into cafes coffee shops anywhere that has a consumer facing refrigerator and pitching myself and ultimately asking for a trial run and you know that was a really cool experience not only because i was able to like really meet a lot of really awesome founders to a lot of small businesses but also and create the relationships while doing it but then also you know putting ourselves in a position to get in front of a lot of customers that wouldn't normally see us
0: yeah i think i think jim uh right away so uh, you know the equinoxes of the world uh, again we're trying to transition back into that uh, so it's you know we can talk COVID in a second about how that affects you but um I, it's a grab and go again for those that haven't seen it, you'll check it out online um it, it really is a grab and go trip type of product uh, i'm a big believer you know this in balanced nutrition so uh this sort of thing makes a whole lot of sense to me you got uh, carbohydrates fats and proteins um that's how we should all be eating. Uh, but anyway, so um, let's now talk about direct to consumer. Again, refrigerated, that's gonna be one thing that's gotta be tackled uh, for anybody that is is into direct to consumer. That's something that has to be tackled if it is refrigerated. Um, walk us through how you got that going. Was it directly on your website and how do you get into the consumer's hands?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So- Even kind of before that, a lot of this really focused in on our packaging and being able to utilize packaging that ultimately wouldn't allow oxygen into our packaging. So we really focused on that oxygen permeation rate to keep it as low as possible. Extend the shelf. Then from there, once we produce, we actually freeze all of our products. Um, And then once we ship them out, we ultimately pack our our boxes with insulation as well as ice packs. And then we guarantee two day uh, delivery. So the summer was, you know, launching in the summer as well as in the midst of a pandemic, um, you know, obviously caused its, you know, created some problems for us initially, but we were able to really quickly uh, kind of get around that and make sure that we were actually fulfilling what we were promising to our customers. Um, and we, we've seen, you know, obviously great success in that so far. And, you know, I think that'll ultimately be a continuation of a of something that will, you know, continue to fight. Um, but so far so good in terms of just being able to like one, hit the ground running, but to be able to be flexible to make the necessary changes in order to continue to push the, the product to be not only you know delivered on time, but also in the best form.
0: Give us a case count uh, and also an SRP, just for, so people can understand. Um, it, it is an individual, uh, sandwich. Uh, it is packed individually, but then when you're selling it online, you need to have the number be up there. You couldn't sell one individual, the, the metrics wouldn't make sense. So give us the case back, give us an SRP so that we can we sort of put some put, put the puzzle on that one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's eight to a box. Um, our best selling box is our variety kit, which is two, uh, of, our, uh, two of our flavors, um, each per box. Um, and we sell them for $40, on, online, uh, but if you subscribe to our, our subscription um, package, it's essentially thirty eight dollars per box. Um, and we're we're working on ways to like you know make that even more incentivizing as well. Um, but right now, that's where we're at. And you know, obviously, we stand by the quality of ingredients that we're in, which is why we you know priced obviously where it's at. Now let's talk about
0: pre and post COVID. Uh, again, we had touched on it. Uh, we, I had, uh, initially had just said, Jim, uh, that's the first thing that, that hit me. And then, of course, anything that's aligned with that, I'm thinking the nicer neighborhood uh, cafes, again, grab and go. It is a premium product, at least in my eyes. Um, what do you do uh, because of COVID and because of s- the slow opening right now as far as growth on the retail side?
1: Yeah, so interesting. I mean, again, like I, nobody saw this coming. Uh, My plan was to launch in May. Uh, It essentially brought us back or pushed us back about a month and a half. Um, And, you know, there's obviously difficulties with that. Our plan was to really build out our retail model, especially for like small box retail cafes, delis, coffee shops, um, gyms, um, even offices too. Luckily, we, we actually have a really good partner in Orange County that we drop off boxes to, to at an office on a weekly basis. And it's really proved its, its concept in offices as well. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we're, we're just adapting with the times really. I mean, that's where I think what helps is the fact that I could fall back on my D, uh, D2C or my e-commerce marketing experience um, and really build that out. And you know, at this point, I think the goal right now is to really build that out as much as possible and be able to leverage that to be able to then move into retail when the time is right.
0: It's a great strategy. Um, and again, yeah, you're you're in a unique uh, situation, one that it benefits you a little bit because you guys are hand making them, uh, you know, at least on, on the commercial level, um, which allows you to control inventory. Again, it is refrigerated. So uh, that obstacle can sort of be um, uh, protected in some way, uh, whereas you're not going to be carrying too much inventory and you can have controls over that. Um, and then as far as this slow opening. Uh, You're in Southern California? Yes. slow opening because los angeles again i'm in the bay area i know exactly what's happening here um is los angeles is a slow opening um, but at least you have orange county opening up a little bit more san diego county opening up a little bit more and then you can cross into if you can into some of the neighboring states i mean even arizona and nevada i think are opening a little bit more too specifically arizona um, and so you just go, this is a really great brick by brick scenario. Uh, we talk about it all the time, right? You're not heavily funded. There really isn't a much to heavily fund right now. Anyway, you're still proving this process out, which is, I think, an advantage to you. Um, and so I think as you continue to just roll this thing out and have controls over that, you focus on that direct-to-consumer you just said, and slow growth, on the brick and mortar. Um, give us the next 12 months. Let's jump ourselves to 2021, October. You know, if things are opening up at the pace that they are, what does it look like then?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question and a very difficult one to answer, uh, if I'm being quite honest. Uh, just based off obviously everything that's been going on. But no, you're, you're right in the sense that like this is brick by brick. And I think we've, we've actually been able to like kind of prove out the model um, pretty early. Um, We know what our max out capacity is in our kitchen right now. And ultimately, you know, the next stage from there is to be able to get into a co-packager specifically somewhere that's more strategic within the country too. Um, You know, even selling direct to consumer, you know, being where, if we put our operations in the right place with fulfillment centers, eventually in the right place, that allows us to really, um, really own this e-commerce space. And again, like, I I, I want to start there. Obviously, I want to push retail as well. Um, But I'm also being patient in terms of like how we go about it, just because I, I don't want to overwhelm our, you know, our capacity right now, as well as, you know, just our, you know, our small team. Uh, so I I think in the next 12 months, I think it'll be, there's definitely gonna be some big changes in terms of like how, you know, the customer perceives us. I'm I'm not going to go too much more into that, but, uh, some exciting stuff from, uh, from a digital perspective. But I think realistically, like if we own our e-commerce channel and we build this out and leverage that brand, um, I think that'll really open up a lot of doors for us in terms of getting into retail sometime, you know, in the next 12 months. Very cool. Congratulations. Uh, if you
0: haven't checked them out, I'm telling you,
1: I've had it. It's a good
0: product thank you sammies jammies love them taste them chubby organics i'm gonna throw the info up there uh, after anyway we're gonna transition my man frazier east coast coming in live (laughs) hook logistics uh give us the take on hook logistics i know it's fairly new uh what's the company all about who is it for give us that story Yeah, for sure. So our, our, our tagline is fulfillment without the fees. Um, essentially what we're doing is trying to reinvent the 3PL space, a space that probably hasn't gotten a facelift in the past 30 years or so. Um, our, our, our target consumer and, and really who we're looking to help in this, in this space are the various direct to consumer brands. Um, especially a lot of the ones you have on your show. So, um, definitely our target is in the smaller to medium sized direct to consumer brands. Those that need a little more help on the logistics side. Um, Yeah, so that's really who we're going after. Yeah, uh, I know that uh, particular vertical very well, um, just from the few things even from the past and then, of course, for now. Um, You are East Coast, correct? You're in New York? Correct, yep. So uh, we have one facility now in northern New Jersey uh, with plans to expand to L.A. and then uh, two more locations in the middle of the country come early 2021. Oh, that's awesome, man. So that's, that's quick growth. Um, very yeah. cool. Yeah. CBG, CBG focused, um, yep. small to medium. You like sort of helping them emerge uh, and get their mm. stuff in order. So that's cool. Uh, everybody check out Fraser and hook logistics. Uh, his info's there. Dylan chubby organics, his info's there. You can tell I'm a little quiet. Cause again, I'm, I'm at the factory. They all know me as being a little loud around here anyway, But, you know, show the place a little respect, right? I I, I got a little respect around here. Uh, Anyway, just had to tell you guys that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for being on the show. Healthy, happy rest of the week. Me too. Thank you. Peace, guys. Peace.